Hello, hello, and welcome to the Kill Your Gods podcast. My name is Jesse Dram, and I'm your host. This is going... My wife just yelled, ow. That's right, you heard that right. Guys, I'm fucking married. I got married last weekend, May 1st. It was amazing. I have the best bride in all the seven kingdoms. I love my Perry. Uh, so, yeah, because, obviously, wedding, honeymoon. I'm technically still on my honeymoon now. We're taking, like, three individual short trips. But, uh... Yeah, so because this is happening, I thought, you know what, we have all these Game of Thrones episodes in the can, I'm going to put out half of them, like, we'll just put out one, two, three, four, real quick, if you saw, I put up Game of Thrones season two, just randomly last week, I edited the start date for uh, the first Game of Thrones episode that we put up, so it will be right next to the second one in the queue, and you're listening to episode three. And I think I'm just going to throw up episode four in a few days. And this will hold you guys over until we come back with original content next week. Don't worry. No books for the time being. All I can say is uh, listen to the Beatles. Listen to some pop punk. Maybe go listen to some new metal. Because I think that's what we have coming up. In case you need any, you know, prepper. Um, you can find me, as always, at Jesse Dram on all the things. At jessedram on gmail.com. Uh, I think Perry is Perry Learnless on Instagram. I don't know. And special thanks. I don't know if he wants me to put his last name out there. Special thanks to John G. John Silent G. Because <laughs> I can no longer be a silent G. Hell yeah. New Kids on the Black. Great Latter-day Simpsons episode. I say Latter-day. It was like 20 years ago. But, uh, yeah, he sent me something on Venmo. Uh, I guess he was listening to an older episode because I haven't promoted it in a bit. Always appreciate it, guys, until I get enough figured out. I think when we get to a certain, like, number base, then I'll be comfortable taking doing a Patreon. I know some people do a Patreon, like, right away, and then nobody pays for it. And I don't want to put forth that effort, especially since it's a one-person show here. But, uh, yeah, at Jesse Dram at Venmo if you want to send me anything. Show's coming up June 15th. I will be competing in the first round of the Phillies Funniest, that's with a PH because it's Philly, contest in at Helium Comedy Club in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So you should come see me at that and vote for me. I'm hoping to do very well this year. The last time I did Philly's Funniest, I had such a great... They have four rounds. I had such a great set in the first round. I'd done enough time, but then I decided to do another off-key joke about uh, the time a an intellectually different person had a crush on me, and the crowd hated it and turned against me, and I have not told that joke since because it cost me that round. But where the fuck did I go with this? I don't know. The point is, you're getting a bunch of Game of Thrones stuff, and then we're going to take a little break from Game of Thrones, and then eventually we'll drop the rest of them because we recorded 5 and 6, and then we're doing 7 and 8. And then I don't know what we're going to do as far as TV series after that. It doesn't matter. I'm fucking married. This is great. Follow me on all the things. Send me money if you want. I love you guys. You're the best. Kisses. Bye. Game of Thrones Season 3! What's up, guys? I am, as always, your very genial, congenital host, Jesse Dram, with my guest host for these Game of Thrones episodes, who... Oh, you're not saying it? I have to.
Cool. I'm Perry. I am the better half of this couple. Yeah, you're not the better broadcaster of the two. Any, oh, I can't wait till we move to a place where there's not dickheads on fucking dirt bikes out the window all of the goddamn time. Honey, we're staying in Philly. That's going to be everywhere. I don't know. Can we just like put like a tight wire outside of our house? That'll keep them away. <laughs> anyway. Like set up like a little booby trap. That's right, yes. Just, like fling all the way back. Call call Kevin McAllister uh, security. That would actually be a great like if you like mixed John if you made a John Wick uh if, if like Kevin McAllister from Home Alone got into like booby trapping home security as an adult and he just maybe maybe he becomes Jigsaw. Didn't Macaulay Culkin do that? I'm pretty sure that was his adult trajectory. I'm just kidding. It just kind of fits with his No, he he went to make a terrible, uh, God, did you hear about, he, he made a Velvet Underground tribute band, but all the songs were about pizza? Wait, but he, have Velvet you never... Underground doesn't have any songs about pizza. Yeah, he changed the lyrics to be about pizza. It was called the Pizza Underground. This Sounds is like why... a pizza tribute band, not a Velvet Underground tribute band. That's a good point. Anyway, this is why you should just take like a fucking slaughterhouse bolt gun to every child actor like as soon as they hit 15. Uh, he had a good run with Mila Kunis for a bit. Yeah, just like uh, I, I, I know like we got a Leonardo DiCaprio, but was it worth it that we still have to... Uh, speaking of dead child stars, rest in peace, Screech. Oh, yeah. Screech has left his mortal coil, which, again, I have no idea when you guys are yeah, listening to this. I was going to say, this. this is probably going to be like months old at this point. Yeah, this is this is the day before Valentine's Day we're recording, and we didn't get each other anything because we're saving for a house and a wedding also, in May. Also, we don't do Valentine's Day. Also, I hope this comes out after May. This will come out after... No, wait. I don't know. I have no idea what the schedule is going to be. <laughs> okay. So... We have changed the format a little bit. Before we were recording every two episodes, where we speak to you right now, we have only watched, well, we've watched the first six. We're only going to discuss the first five. Your old pal Jesse had uh, might had, had a little bit of a scare. What was your scare? Oh, I didn't want to record last night. Oh, because your throat. Yeah, my throat was sore, and I didn't want to make it sore, and I am going to get a COVID test after this, although we're both pretty sure that I'm just being a little bitch and... That's what that's what the test is going to come back. The test is going to pack. Yes, uh, Mr. Dram, you test you positive. You positive for bitchiness. Being a, being a little puff. No, it's, it's incurable. Like I said, don't do anything that's <laughs> going to make you be paranoid and this won't be an issue. Mm. So anyway, so before what we were doing is we were watching every two episodes we would record. We're changing that around. We're doing every five episodes. Yeah, we've done a lot of changes so far considering we're only on the third season. I I like doing a loosey-goosey format. I'm hey, it's I, your I, podcast, babe. I'm just here for the ride. That's right. So. Um, so buttons. Ew. What? I say that all the time. I would have never proposed to you if I heard that. <laughs> what? I say that literally all the time because my dad says it. That's okay. The other lame You've one I always heard, heard whenever whenever someone said the word intense and then somebody else chimed in, like camping. Yeah. Ugh. Well, I didn't do that one. Well, the whole thing is so buttons and ice cream. That's actually what the whole so thing is. So buttons and ice cream. Yeah, because you can't. That's the point. Because it'll fall off. I think you need to explain this concept a I'm pretty bit. sure that's what it is. No, I need to like... Make sure I'm, I'm, uh, my dad didn't do the whole sew buttons on ice cream, but 
sewing buttons to walls or ice cream, an expression used to fill a pregnant pause when someone simply says so either as a way to start a conversation but is not sure what to say or as a reply to something they are not impressed with. Mine is both. All right. Look, I know <laughs> she just held up her phone and pretended like she was reading. She's watching beheading videos. She made that the fuck That's up. definitely what's going on. Anyway, so what we're doing, I don't care what lie you what deep lie you've been working on to have a website set up to back up that lie. Yo, this has been the start of google it was hashtag, all leading up to this moment hashtag so buttons and ice cream if you've grown up with that so what we're gonna do is instead we're going to release this all as one episode but right now we've only watched the we're only going to discuss the first five episodes um so yeah let's just go through this shit uh Stannis confesses his infidelity to his wife, Selyse, who says she knows and approves. Their daughter, Princess Shireen, sneaks into the dungeon to visit Davos and teaches him to read. Also, we see Shireen has a skin ailment, which we will learn more about. Yes. Remember, she has the she has like the mole on her face. face. <clears throat> I need to get the fucking book back from Ian. Um, so Joe Hill, who was the son of Stephen King, wrote a book called The Fireman which was about a plague, which you can understand why I wasn't really trying to get you to read that right now. Right. But in The Fireman, pretty much there's a pandemic going around the world of a weird rash that's appearing on people's skin called Dragon Scale that looks just like that. He might have stolen this right from Game of Thrones. I think, that, think, I think it's – I want to double check, but Joe I think Hill, it's called Dragon Scale. Joe Hill, you fucking hack. Anyway, it makes people spontaneously combust, but it's really cool. Um, oh, yeah, so – Davos, I swear to God, I had different notes, and then everything got Gray changed. Grayscale, that's what it's called in Game of Thrones, okay. by the way. Um, oh, okay. I did different notes at different times. Uh, yeah, Davos awakes, having survived the battle, landing on a rock. He returns to find Stannis is going mad and completely controlled by the Fire Maiden. By the way, it's the Battle of the Blackwater. Battle of the Blackwater. To. Battle of the Blackwater Park. Go check out Opeth. Anyway. Uh, Davos is locked up. He has a really fun relationship with the the princess. I know. I really do love the two of them together. It's it's very sweet. Um, because she's bringing him books and trying to help teach him how to read while he's imprisoned. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we got. I don't even think we got there yet. I I somehow fucked up and wrote about Stannis Stannis and company at the beginning and the bottom of my notes. So. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. So we're sandwiching them. Yeah, that's all we need to know. Although we do see more of the Fire Maiden in episode six, but we can discuss that on the next uh, recording. Yes. Uh, Bran and his crew. So as you can tell, the big change of doing this every five episodes is we're not getting a ton of detail because you guys, you guys are watching the show. You don't fucking need us to repeat that. That is why for everything for Bran and his crew, I have summed up in three seconds and three sentences here. That's all you need. Number one, Bran is a warg. Number two, the little elf drummer boy from Love Actually shows up is also a warg. Number three, they kill rabbits, so I hope they all fucking die. That was the last episode. I don't care. That one... Yeah, yeah, you really uh, were bitter about that. But now we know how to skin the rabbits when it comes to time to the for the apocalypse, and we have to eat them. Exactly. It's a, that's the only way I'm comfortable with our pet rabbits dying is if I in fact eat them whole. That's that's the only way you're comfortable is if you eat them. Then that's I'll devour disturbing. them, and their cells will become my cells. Oh God! And then our Iggy Hop will no be. No wonder uh, Rusty <laughs> requested commissioned a song for you about your love of your rabbits. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our friend Matt Morgan, a.k.a. Fenris, uh, started a thing on Facebook that if you sent him two bucks, he uh, 
pretty much give him two bucks and a and a person, and he will write a song about them dying horribly. Mm. Uh, I think he wrote one about comedian Ryan Foster, pretty much as like Oedipus, like getting his liver pecked out by a vulture while tied to a tree. That's not Oedipus. Wasn't that Oedipus? Oedipus had his, had his liver eaten out every day by a vulture, and every no, day it would grow that back. Was, wasn't that Prometheus? Prometheus. Yeah, Oedipus fucked his mom. Killed his father and fucked his mother. That's Oedipus. Mm, that was also the other crazy know thing. Know your Greek mythology, you dumb bitch. That was the crazy thing about Prometheus was that every day a vulture tore out his uh, liver and also it was a backdoor alien sequel. That's oh, right. Greek mythology. Um, so yeah, that's all you need to know about. Uh, maybe can you tell us the concept of the warg? Because so, we see that. So I don't think it's been explained um, fully in the show yet. And there is also a wildling who is the creepy looking dude in Pirates of the Caribbean who's also a warg. Um, but basically the idea is you can inhabit an animal's body, like take over and kind of see the world through that. So like, mm-hmm. you know, like. You could go like Bran like often goes to into his dog's body mm-hmm. and then like acts as the dog. It's like a lazy. It's like a lazy anamorphs. Yeah, it's kind of more like extra like being um possessed. Mm. But like the idea is like the animal's um mind is still there. It's still active, I believe. You're but, just like, seeing through their eyes. Exactly. Well, no, but you are still controlling mm. them. But the animal is also aware it's being controlled. I'm learning all about the wall by looking through hawk's eyes. <laughs> Go listen to Dream Theater. Uh, scenes from a memory through her eyes. Track seven. Um. Okay. Daenerys. Let's talk what she's up to. Daenerys and a company. Lot. <laughs> It's actually, when you really whittle it down, it's not that much, because we can get the whole arc here. Mm. Daenerys and company arrive in Astapor, a slave city, looking for troops. Yep, in Slaver's Bay. Yeah, and all the Dothrakis are, like, puking, because they don't like the water. Uh, oh, yeah. A little girl offers Daenerys a ball at some point, but dun-dun-dun, it's an assassination attempt. A poison bug emerges, and a hooded man slaps the ball away, and is revealed to be Sir Barristan. Yes. Whom, Previously of the Night's Guard, or not the Night's Guard, the, the King's Guard, who uh, Joffrey stripped of his role. He also uh, took that role, betraying the Mad King. Did he not? Well, he wasn't betraying the Mad King. So I think the idea of the King's Guard is like, like you kind of cross over to the next king unless uh-huh. the king dismisses you, which is why he became Joffrey's King's Guard. Okay. So, but I, I think you have to like be dismissed. Well, I just know specifically in siding with Daenerys, he said something along the lines of like, "I should have, I should have been there for your father." I think he wasn't present. Okay, so he just he didn't betray him, but he wasn't there as much as he probably could have. When Jamie killed him, right? Yeah, which we'll get to. We will. Um, Daenerys is conflicted by the notion of slave soldiers, the unsullied. Krasnys, the slave merchant. That's I, his name. Yeah, I love this guy. He's such a piece of shit. He looks like a young. Ben Kingsley. I could see that. Which is all the more, like, so he talks to her solely through a translator, and he's insulting her the whole time. Masande. Masande. So it's a little bit like, just imagine a guy who looks like Gandhi, and Gandhi in translation just like, tell this dumb, spoiled whore that, like, "Ah, they don't afraid of death, and also your your vagina probably stinks. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. And that's it for, like, five episodes. Yeah. 
Like, well, but I, how do I know I can trust them? How do I know they will not fear death and abandon me? Like, you tell this stupid slut, go read her Cosmo, and they'll be fucking there for her. Notice that there's finally black people on the show, and they're fucking enslaved. I actually didn't register them as black. I'm I pretty sure Masande's black. I'm pretty sure. Gray Worm uh, I, is definitely. Was. I, Gray I, Worm is black. I didn't think Gray Worm was black. They look some kind of. Gray Worm, I'm pretty sure. Something. Well, I don't know. Anyway, I told people you, of color. Well, that's good because I told you my favorite part. Uh, not my not my favorite part. It would be twisted if it was my favorite part. But a funny just production note I had is like in the pilot, all the Dothraki are very clearly like Polynesian or Hispanic. And then when they get into the actual episodes of season one, it's just like fucking brown haired dudes. Just like, yeah, whatever. Olive oil. Who cares? Oh my God. He's only 30 Gray Worm. Do you hear this one out there? Yeah, our, our cat is begging God, to be always, on the mic. Always meowing. Um, so the Unsullied are basically dehumanized since birth. By the way, he's Afro-Caribbean. Okay. Um, the Unsullied are dehumanized since birth to obey commands and not fear death. Daenerys, to the dismay of Jorah and Ser Barristan, offers to buy all the soldiers by trading for one of her dragons. And she also wants to take the translator. But so everybody's confused. What was the name? Which dragon did she give? Uh, Drogon. Drogon, like the biggest. He's named after Drogo. Right. When the sale is complete and she hands the dragon, the dragon is like upset. Krasnus complains the dragon won't obey. And then she states in his language, a dragon is not a slave to anyone. And that language is, I believe they're speaking Valerian. I don't think it's high Valerian. Right. But that comes up. And, uh, so, yeah, so when that happens, uh, well, so immediately he understands, like, oh, she heard all that dumb bitch smelly pussy shit I've been spouting. As if she wouldn't have done this anyway. As if she wouldn't have done this anyway. Uh, orders the dragon to breathe fire with Dakaris, kills the guy, and orders her new slave soldiers to murder their previous captors. She tells, Mur- kill the masters. Kill anyone with a spear. Kill, I think she's. No, I thought she said kill the masters. She did, but she said something. Whoever holds a spear. Mm, okay. Uh, she tells them you are now free to do what you will. And again, this is. Wait, they're holding spears. The unsullied. I'm not saying it makes sense. Oh, I'm sorry. Did the thing with the the, the slave water and dragons not make sense for a second? That's fine. Just I'm here to correct <laughs> you, and then you get mad when I correct you. But uh. So we're seeing this as a character pattern with Daenerys, and I think it makes her a sympathetic protagonist, that she continually, like, she wants people to join of their own free will. Like, with the Dothraki, she pretty much says, like, yeah, leave if you want, but, like... You, but if you stay, I'll, I'll promise, you know. Yeah. Y- you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she says, you're now free, join me if you want, but today you're all free men. She wins their loyalty. She says they should choose amongst them their own leader, choosing a man named Grey Worm, a name given to him by his captors to dehumanize him. By the way, we should name our son Grey Worm. Sure. Daenerys says they are all free to choose their own names now, but Grey Worm opts to remain the Wormy Grey. His previous name led to his enslavement, and Grey Worm has led to his freedom. Yes, it's a lucky name, he says. Exactly. So, I will let you read this next point. Uh, oh, gosh. I'm very curious. I want I want you to read the jokes I wrote in it, too, because oh it might be funny. All right. Well, here. I think they're funny or well, I think they're dumb because they could go either way. Both. OK, so we're talking about Jamie and Brienne now. Brienne is. Wow. I read that weird. Brienne is slowly marching the change Jamie back to King's Landing. 
On the way, he attacks her on a bridge, stealing her sword. Uh, she beats him down and defeats him. Well, let's let's talk about that for a second. Um, a, this is where we really start. The only time we really see Jamie's sword fighting, because True. up until now, we've just heard legend that he's the greatest sword fighter alive. And now he's tied. He's chained fighting malnourished basically with both his hands tied together and still almost beats Brienne. Um, but yeah, so th- we start to see that with Jamie and um, yeah, the sword fight is pretty awesome. I would say, um, but she beats him, defeats them and they, so they noti- they get noticed and are captured by some Stark men um, le- led by a man named Malak. The men attempt to rape Brienne, but Jamie said, Jamie lies saying she comes from an island famous for sapphires, Sapphire Island, which is also the island, which is also Tarth, um, not the Sapphire Island. And her father would be handsome, would pay handsomely for her return. Just for the record, I'm not misreading this. Jesse just mistyped this. Unraped, of course. What? This is so weird. You read this. <laughs> and her father would pay handsomely for her return. Unraped, of course. Yeah, hi. I like a large pie, pickles, lettuce, tomato. Unraped, please. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I don't care for it. Yes, I know unraped is extra. Also, you're getting a pie with pickles, lettuce, and tomatoes. I don't think these things through. No, I think you need to read your own notes because these don't... <laughs> I write these notes when I'm three beers in at one o'clock in the morning with bunnies nipping at my ankles. The fact that it's even in English is amazing. Right. So I think you should read them. Okay. Uh, unraped is extra. That's <laughs> all we need. <laughs> uh, Jamie pulls off, pulls some usual, my father will make you wealthy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lannister is pays his debts. Yeah. Yeah. My, Jamie's trying to really. My uh, father and my, my hot sisters. Yeah, and they're kind of, they're like over their bullshit. And, well, but at first they entertain it and they're like, oh yeah, you know what? Let's, we'll unlock you. We're going to serve you food. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Oh, actually we're going to chop your fucking yeah. right hand off your sword fighting hand. The, the, the fact that that's kind of their position, like, look, we didn't rape the girl. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah. But he has to keep on asking for stuff. Yeah, he's like, maybe I won't, like, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, that's pretty wild. Um... They arrive at Harrenhal, where Roose Bolton takes him prisoner, again, a Stark person. Um, he sends him to his doctor, who says the whole... Ar- uh, his doctor. Nah, not a doctor. Um, he sends him to a... Uh, and the doctor Burn. said, no, no he, more Jamie's jumping on your sister. He sends him to Kyburn, who is a mace, who was training to be a maester, which is not a doctor, and got, um, got uh, dismissed from it for um doing unsavory experiments mm. so uh a little bit of nazism going on in there a little nazi there with the so stump. yes kyburn he will come up more um so he's worth paying attention to um but yeah so he's like oh you know i might have to cut the arm off so he and en- eventually ends up just um taking like the flat you know burning the flesh that the great Right, burning off the dirty flesh, but he won't take the full amputation. Exactly. Um, And he didn't take any. That was a big thing. He didn't didn't want any uh, milk milk of of the the poppy. poppy. I want some milk of the poppy. Mm, Some delirium drinkum. Okay, so later on, they get in um, a hot bath, Jamie and Brienne. We get to see Brienne's tuchus. Yeah, it's a good butt. It's a nice nice butt. She's 
and she's well stacked for I, a tall woman. I looked up some photos of her. For first off, there's some weird ones with her like naked with an afro wig. I Interesting. Don't know. And there's another one where it's her naked next to a very short woman, and it's just baffling. All Inter- well, her husband I think is shorter than her. Yeah, she's very tall girl, but she's gorgeous outside of the show. Oh, yeah. Um, I was actually fascinated because she played uh, Phasma in the new Star Wars series, and they never unmasked her. Oh, yeah. She was just a giant, shiny, chrome uh, stormtrooper lady. Well, and we'll have that with another Game of Thrones character who um, is the Mandalorian. That's right. Chewbacca. Chewbacca shows up in season four, and I don't know. I just I said the one. Mandalorian. Yeah, I know. I already had the riff planned Sorry, in my head. It doesn't work when I already say the character. I haven't watched name. the Mandalorian yet. Chewbacca could be in there. No, but he is the Mandalorian. Mm. He's not just in the Mandalorian. I actually just got word that the only other boy I knew named Jesse in elementary school has passed away. So, Jesse Yip, wherever you are. Sorry. Okay, and that was mentioned just now why uh just because i just found out about it a little out now. of left field but we get jamie's perspective so, yes uh jamie starts you know we've heard he's the king slayer up until this whole thing um and it turns out he was really saving pretty much all of the people in king's landing the realm. because the mad king at that point was like burn them all yeah, turns out the Mad King did some mad shit. Yeah, he was a Mad King. See, the funny thing is, when they first start referring to him as Kingslayer, I honestly took it as like, oh, that's gnarly. He's like the Kingslayer, where it's actually like, it's, no, it's it, an insult. Yeah, it's like sister fucker. Only you know. Yeah, it's an he's insult, also and no it. one calls him Jamie anymore. But it turns out he was just saving everyone by betraying it, and he right. brings that point up where he's like, "Well, I, well not only that, but he also was or, uh, the Mad King also ordered Jamie to murder Tywin, his father." Right. Well, and that's what I was about to say is like he does bring up the point that like you make all these like vows. Like, well, what if one vow breaks the other vow? Mm. You know, honor thy father, but also. Honor the king, and the king is telling I've done you everything to you told father. me, God, even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff. I even stayed kosher just to be on the safe side. Yeah, yeah so, um, so that's that. Um, where are oh, we? yeah, I, I noted, uh, yeah, it said burn down the whole city with wildfire, which I mean, like, a, a bit of Denethor, the Mad King sounds like from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, Ned Stark entered the room just as Jamie killed that, which might have been stated before, but I think it. it Let's you uh, imagine how that actually went and down. And why a Ned really hates Jamie, other than the fact that he pushed Bran out the window. Right. But like, and why Jamie hates Ned. Uh huh. Because Ned walked in and like assumed Jamie, like Jamie's the re. Jamie could have killed him and just left and never been caught for it. He could have said, yeah, somebody got through or whatever. Right. But that kind of doomed Jamie to his place of infamy right now. And he finally collapses into the bath, but not before, you know, talking about Ned. Uh, I have Brianna asks why he didn't explain himself to Ned, and he said he was judged guilty immediately, also venting, by what right does a wolf judge a lion? Ugh. And then he passes out. I don't know. The dire wolves are pretty big. They make it sound like they're like puppies. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, I think a dire wolf might mention, have a chance with a lion. We've seen dire wolves in this universe. We have not seen what a, a Westeros a Westorian lion looks true, like yet. True. Be a little pussy cat. All right, Tyrion and Sansa. That's actually the only one that doesn't really make sense. The only sigil. 
Oh, yeah. Everybody else has, like, very blatant ties. Like, they have their sigil around. Yeah, like, I get they're, like, like, you know, uppity and shit, but, like... Yeah, like, the, the Starks have wolves around. Daenerys has dragons. The Tyrells, they're like florists. The Greyjoys have the Kraken. I the just put together florist and florist with the rose. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, wow. I always forget his first name. Oh, honey. Wait, it's Loris, not Floris. Oh. Okay, that's part of the confusion. Everybody's name in this is like Bergenham. I mean, Fleurus. that's Lord of the Rings, too. At least, at least unlike Lord of the Rings, like not everyone has eight different names. I will give it that. <laughs> that was a, that was a weird name, like nomenclature boner that Tolkien had. I don't know what. I'm looking at the next thing. Uh, Tyrion oh. wakes up in bed after being attacked during the battle. Oh, we moved to Tyrion. Okay. Yes, and finds himself severely demoted now that Tywin is in town. He also has a giant scar. Giant scar face, across his face. He's like, I'm a monster, more so. <laughs> He's put in charge of the treasury, replacing Littlefinger. Uh, Littlefinger is being married off to Catelyn's sister. Liza. Liza Aaron. Liza. <laughs> I'm gonna marry you. Liza, the one who's still breastfeeding her, like, eight-year-old son. So it is like Lucille, too, and Liza Minnelli. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, da, da, da. And Shay sticks around. With Tyrion, even right. though he looks like a monster. Oh, now that Tyrion has been put in charge of the money instead of Littlefinger, he realizes that the place is basically broken. They've been borrowing like crazy. From his father. From his father. Uh, Bronn, who is Ty uh, Tyrion's knight. Buddy. Buddy. Has been knighted while he's been incapacitated. So for his role in lighting the wildfire in battle, Tyrion requests to inherit Casterly Rock to escape with Shay, whom Tywin is now aware of, but denied. Tywin still blames him for killing his mother in childbirth. They uh, all blame him for that. Yeah. Except Jamie. Right. We have the weird seat changing scene. They, That's what I said what to. Uh, so, yeah, they have the scene. Uh, They're oh. coming to meet with Tywin, and yes. it's like Varys, Littlefinger, Cersei, and Tyrion. And there's only like four chairs and they're all on one side. Cersei grabs a chair, takes it all the way over to sit right next to Tywin, where Tyrion is just kind of like, fuck y'all, and puts his chair at the opposite head of the table. Dragging it. Dragging it. Uh, Side quest. In Thanks for Saving His Life, Tyrion treats Podrick to the services of several whores. He is so great in bed that they refuse payment. I fucking love this. Yeah. Like, it's so great. And I want to know what Podrick did. I I don't think we'll ever find we out. Won't, we won't, but... Do we at least get more examples of him mm. just crushing? Nah. That's like... Mm. I'm pretty sure if I remember... But they still allude to it if I'm remembering correctly. Because like, that's like Podrick... That's Pod's thing. He's be, good in bed and has no idea what he's doing. That'd be great if at some point he like hooks up with Arya and just like fucks the tomboy out of her. And oh suddenly she's just like, Sister Sansa, now I know. Well, oh. it, it's pretty funny too that like he also has no idea what he He's like, I, I just, I don't know. I paid attention to them. Like he, he's never had sex before. He's the one considerate lover. He's the only man that has ever given a woman an orgasm in Westeros. And that's what Bronn says. He's like, he's like, pace yourself before he leaves yeah. and then it's like apparently he did uh, I, I just focused on that clitoris clitor what <laughs> we've heard of no such well, thing in we, all the realm we know that's not a thing because of what's coming up in episode 6 John John oh. <laughs> that's the next episode 
but... well, well, no, no, no. We still see the act itself when we get to that. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Um, so, Tyrion, knowing the financial situation, approaches Marjorie's grandmother, Lady Olena Tyrell, who we first meet, fucking she's fucking awesome, Yeah. about their houses splitting the cost for the upcoming wedding. So now let's talk about Sansa, because they're... Different people in King's Landing have their arcs going together. Right. And Sansa and Tyrion are very tied right now. More so at the end than at the beginning, huh? Oh, what? But not at the end of this. Well, at the end of this episode. They're tied? Sansa is courted by Lady Olena and Marjorie to be friends and tell them what to expect of Joffrey. Marjorie has been doing great things to improve Joffrey's reputation, like visiting the little orphan children by the recent battle. She's taking the Lady Di route of uh, making the royal house look good with charitable deeds. Cersei doesn't like her and tries to turn Jeffrey, Joffrey against her. Wait, let the record show that the, the script says Cersei don't like her. Again, <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Pr- Cersei don't like that Cersei bitch. don't like her. <laughs> Cersei thinks she's ratchet. Um, tries to turn Joffrey against her, which at first works as he attempts to threaten her for almost marrying Renly. She reassures and wins over Joffrey, revealing Renly was a gay homo and wanted to fuck that's, her up the butt. That's a, a little um, redundant. Maybe I should put a third one just so it's not like canceling each other out. Sure. A gay homo. You could gay. just not be a dick. A gay homo. If I was, just, if I was, just a, quit while you're. Why does it have to be about sort of behind? Why does it have to be about a dick? Why does it have to be behind? Why are you making all these gay jokes? Oh dick and behind. God. Oh my god. Cancel. Yeah, you're gonna be the one that looks like the asshole on this. <laughs> a- asshole. More gay See? references. Yeah. All right. Not all of women them. don't have assholes. They don't. They don't poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Marjorie befriends Sansa and sets up her marriage to her brother Loris. Meanwhile, Littlefinger continued to try to get her to leave the city with him. Cersei takes this information to Tywin, revealing that the Tyrells are courting Sansa, which would make a natural alliance in the north. So pretty much, this is the weird thing with this, is where these uh, diplomatic weddings are a double-edged sword. Because on the one hand, like, well, we want Marjorie to marry Joffrey because then the, what's uh, Marjorie's people's country? Um, Highgarden. 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 Like, well, we want to have an alliance with Highgarden. But they can't have the Highgardens getting too close to the Starks because then they have their own alliance. Right. So, um, da, 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 da. so yeah, Cersei brings this to Tywin thinking like you know well we gotta put a stop to this tywin fucks up everybody's day by saying all right tyrant Tyrion, you're marrying sansa yeah and that's what i meant they'll be closer i forgot that again ha- started happening at the end of the last episode mm-hmm. and cersei guess what you're marrying loris the the gay the gay rose knight so nobody is happy with this arrangement but Tywin. And we'll get into more with the next episode because we see some of that in season six. Uh, this is where we can run through real quick. Yeah, especially because someone has. I have a COVID do. appointment here. I'll make this bigger for you to read. But in the meantime, all Varys really does in these five episodes, uh, while speaking with Tyrion, he recounts the story of his castration while unpacking a crate revealed to be filled with the sorcerer that castrated yeah, him. Yeah, he's been torturing him for years. It's pretty satisfying. I can but imagine. Yeah, but that's the thing with Varys that we kind of brushed over is like, yeah, he, uh, some sorcerer pretty much cut his dick off, bought him to, to cut his dick off to do sorcery with. Right. 
so pretty fucked up. Needed ground up boy dick magic. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know, like what happened. All I know is like he said something, and like someone responded. Uh, ground ground up boy dick magic is my second least favorite magic. <laughs> What's your first? Right behind sleight of hand. It's cheap. Ah. Uh, um. Don't tell Neil that. Um. <laughs> So, Neil's more about knots these days. No, he's into <laughs> knots. That's weird. No, I told you he has that thing where he got tied up by a babysitter as a kid. And oh, ins- yeah. instead of being terrified, pretty much years later, he's like, oh, I almost got molested. But at the time, he's like, oh, I'm learning about magic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Although I'm surprised he's not just like into getting tied up now. Guys, anyway. go listen to Cult of Us. He did have a rope collection when we lived together. That's creepy. No, he didn't. That would be funny, though. That would be. Um, and creepy. Okay, so Arya and the Hound. Arya is taken in along with Gendry and... I, I've just written his name as Fat Fuck, which is... I, I know is mean. I don't want to make any... This is more a direct Hot correlation. Hot Pie is not any better. Yeah, well, that's it. It's like, if you're going to call him Hot Pie, I'm going to skip a step and just call him Fat Fuck, because that's what you're trying to um, say. So Arya is taken in with Gendry and Hot Pie by the men without banners. Um, It's actually Brotherhood without banners. Um, they also capture the hound who reveals Arya's identity as a Stark. And I think his exact wording is like something along the lines of like, oh, you got a Stark bitch with you. Mm-hmm. Um, he sends to trial by combat. My favorite kind of combat. Let God de- or trial. Let God decide um, with eye patch fellow. Um, Dundarian. What? No, his name is Barrick. Well, somebody fucking lied to me online then. Unless Barrick. that's his last name. But, OK, so Barrick and uh the Hound wins, slicing the man brutally, but the Brotherhood Without Banners believe in the same fire god as Stannis Baratheon, but more practically, enough that they pray over the man and he is healed. So he goes from, basically that, no, he they bring him back from the dead. He actually right. dies. Because he's literally like cleaved yeah. into at he the He dies, and once again, uh, Thoris, I think his name is, brings him back to life. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, this is apparently the sixth time he's done it. Yeah, and that's why the guy's like maimed all over. Yeah, he's got yeah he's got a lot going scars. on. Um, which is funny because I feel like he'd be like a relatively attractive person for not not for all that mm-hmm. shit. Like for an older guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so Arya wants to kill the hounds anyway for killing the butcher's boy, which you'll way recall. back season one. Yeah, you'll recall he from uh, Joffrey. Joffrey. Um. But they hold they hold her back and um, they're going to return Arya to the Starks. Uh, and then Gendry decides to stay with them as a smith and he wants to be part of the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And Hot Pie also stays behind to be a baker. Which- he stays by with somebody else. I couldn't remember who. He does? No, yeah, I thought it's it was not- just the three of them. Oh, wait, you know what? You know where he stays back? Um, Gendry comes out with him. Uh, uh, Gendry comes out with the Brotherhood Without Banners and Arya to go like marauding again uh-huh. but hot pie stays behind in the village that they stop it which i guess right. is their village yeah well i don't know if it's there yeah i don't know but the... they're, they're both staying but, but like... yeah he decides to be a baker um which makes sense because he's been baking bread since the beginning oh my gosh okay well, we still have more but they're getting shorter as they go uh rob baratheon and theon and cart stark Theon is being tortured. He gets released by a guy who helps him escape, but only ends up leading him back to the same torture cell. I don't know who this guy is yet, and I'm looking forward to learning about him. Oh, good. Because after watching season six, he just tortures the shit out of Theon. Yeah. And, like, mind season fucks six? him. Episode six. Okay. Cartstock, pissed off at not avenging his son's death, 
goes against orders and kills the two young Lannister boys. Rob makes the heavy... Which, one of those Lannister boys is going to be another character shortly. Yeah, you said it's the same actor. Yeah, it gets confusing. Rob makes the heavy decision to sentence them all to death. One guy says, but I only watched, sir. And he responds, hang <laughs> him last so then he... so he can watch the rest. It's a pretty good one. Metal. His council tells him to let Cart Stark live. They need his men, and they will all leave if Rob executes their leader. Even his bitch-ass, spying-ass wife, who justifies the two boys' death as ending the war is the only way to prevent the deaths of thousands of boys. Rob carries it out anyway, personally, but not before Cart Stark calls him a bitch-ass bitch who ain't even no real good king know-how and gets his head cut off. Yeah, serves him right. But yeah, we're watching Rob slowly have the war slip away from him he's yep. kind of starting to fucked up yeah uh, well because a lot of people are very upset with the fact that like he went against the phrase and married mm-hmm. her uh the not i forget her name lisa or something like it's not lisa yeah but it's we like still that. haven't seen but everyone's like she busted she busted they all say she's ugly oh the fray woman yes. i thought you meant his wife i was like no, she's no, gorgeous his wife, his wife's huge just yeah well and but everyone's mad because he betrayed the the phrase so By the way, i don't know are... anything that's coming i just know a bitch ass bitch spy when i see one that's fair um john snow and egret john snow is helping the wildlings to take on the wall in the night's watch disgusted with them after the fealty to the daughter fucker son killer caster Egret makes them, makes him prove his new loyalty by giving up his vow of chastity they fuck in a cave that he that she does not she does not want to leave. Yes, they're like, let's stay in this cave. Yeah. More importantly, we find out something about Jon Snow. Yeah, apparently he just like decided to he, he goes, wanted to He goes downtown. He just wanted to kiss her down there. Eating and the she, pussy did, she didn't know what it was. So that's what makes me think maybe Gendry or uh, not Gendry, Podrick did something similar because clearly no one is into satisfying their women. <laughs> Podrick and Jon Snow are Brotherhood of the Tongue. So they're gonna start Oh God. <laughs> Which oh you and I both mentioned when they like disrobed like Sex in Westeros has got a fucking stink. Well, especially the wildlings. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they've got nothing around them. She's got a fiery red bush down her ankles. Although they do bathe after. They do the bathe after in, in the hot spring. But, uh, yeah. Ugh. It, she must look like a... <laughs> oh, God. Her crotch must look like fucking Gossamer from the Looney Tunes. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the Night's Watch. They turn on each other, but not before killing the daughter fucker, Caster. The head of the order is also killed of the Night's Watch. Um, Sam escapes. Yes, with- uh, which is also uh, if Jorah's father. Jorah's father. Okay. Yeah, Lord Commander. Right. Uh, Sam escapes with the Caster daughter from before. Gilly. Gilly, who has just given birth to a son. And this was a question I had, and I didn't write down. Why the fuck didn't they kill C- Caster? Kills all of his sons. He has nothing but his daughters around. Who is there to protect him? No one. The problem is, that- I, guess, I guess he can have alliances with other people. Yeah, because if they kill him, what are they gonna do when they need a place to crash? They someone- could put anyone there. But someone is able. But that's the thing. Like it's hard to live north of the wall if uh-huh. you're not a part of. True. That, you know, like, True. then you're going to get attacked. Like, don't forget the wildlings hate the Night Watch. Uh-huh. So if they know a Night Watch person is watching Caster's Keep, they're going to get attacked. But what is their relation to the Casters? I don't I don't think they have a good relationship with the Casters, do they? The Caster? 
They don't, but they have a better one, clearly. clearly okay. That's that's the thing. Caster is safe day. Okay. Once that's taken away, they don't have the safe day. Um, I think that's all of it, because all I have at the end there is Stannis and Davos, which, as we mentioned before, like an Ouroboros, I put at the beginning and end of this. Oh, yes. Can we think of anything I might have missed? Yes. Um, We missed uh, the introduction of Edmure T- Tully. Who? Um, the, Catelyn's brother, who could not fucking shoot an arrow. Ah, that dickhead. And, uh, Yeah, he, there's an episode where, where Catelyn's, uh, father, fa- yeah. just suddenly, like, Catelyn's father, who we've never met before, is dead. Which, honestly, you probably forgot, which, of course, like, but they do allude to him oh, for a bit that he's sick. That, that, so that's also why they're making their way to River Run. Okay. Um, but yeah, Edmure is put in charge of the Viking funeral of, um, launching a fiery arrow into his father's floating away boat and misses what three times three times so finally like i think his uncle pushes him out of the way and is like i'll do it and he just like this is this sets up Edmure's character very well right and we honestly he doesn't do much in these episodes but he does do in season in uh, episode six so we he can just, comes back yeah he comes back we're more or less uh well the, why don't we just wait because it's such a small thing, sure. I'm worried we'll miss it in the no, next one. No, we won't. Oh, it becomes a big thing? Yeah, because he's marrying the Frey girl. Okay, yeah. So we're going to talk about Rob that. Rob is going to fix his Frey problem with, yeah. his, with his dumb shit uncle. Yeah, so we're going to see that. Okay, so we have some new things we're going to try here. Amputation of the week. Everybody's losing a limb or a head here or there. What was the best for this half of the episode? You mean season? Um, right for this half of the season. I mean, I think Jamie. Jamie losing his hand far Especially because we never really get to see him be a true sword fighter. And now we won't. And now we never will, yeah. They might go like Ash and Army of Darkness and give him like a fucking steam-powered hand. We're in Westeros, honey. I could see. I, it, come on, you couldn't see Jamie Lannister with a fucking chainsaw I hand? I mean, I'll tell you, like, he, he gets like a gold, like, fake hand, but like mm. he's going to have to learn to fight with his left, you Okay, know? okay. But yeah, and also this sheer fact that they like fucking tie it on a string and leave it on it, like. Oh yeah, and they're like dragging neck. him with, like remember they're trying. Yeah. He's like falling off the horse and shit. Mm. Yeah. They're all but like taking the severed hand and so, like, look, he's picking his nose. Yeah, with it. and it's like around his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jamie, I would say. You don't want to pick up that nose. No. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have a pretty bad amputation coming up, though. I'll just I'll just nice. say that much. Okay. Uh, sex scene of the week. Um, yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I would say, but th- th- there's the one right here, but I got to think the Jon Snow one is pretty high up there too. True. Um, the other thing we forgot to mention, and this isn't a sex scene, Marjorie learns how to get in with Joffrey a little more by appealing to his sadist side and being like, let me hold your crossbow. Oh, and yeah. That's, that gets a little creepily that sexual. That phallic crossbow you were just yeah. about to fucking oh my pierce God. me with. Yeah, no, it's... So that... I, I like watching Marjorie uh, wrap Joffrey around her finger. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yep. Uh, that that was it wasn't a sex scene, but that's pretty. But yeah, I would it's say sexual. I would say pods because that's like my favorite in like one of the, in like the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with Podrick, the the line I have here is uh, Podrick is slaying that puss. Even the acrobat puss got destroyed. You know why? Because Podrick fucks without a net. All right, power rankings, and then I can go get a COVID test. You should go first. Since I'm like a little tainted because I know, but I'm gonna try to like not. 
Um, well, let's see. I I at least understand Jamie a little bit right now. So uh, I, I'm going to put him in my dark horse slot in that I don't necessarily want anything good to happen to him, but uh, he has enough character motivation now that I kind of want to see how it plays out. So that's what you mean by power rankings, not like the king. I, not I'm like literally, you, you want to win. I, I'm using the word power rankings because it goes with the Game of Thrones. I really don't give a shit who's closer to it or not. I'm just talking in this particular section who I'm interested in. Got it. Tyrion okay. slaying as always. Um, starting to like Brienne more. Brienne's great. I really like Marjorie. Interesting. Marjorie, I she is playing everybody just right, and I like it. Oh, and also her grandma, Lady Olena. Lady La- Olena's the best. Lady Olena's good. And um, least favorite, I'm re- I'm ready for Tywin to just get stabbed in the dick. Interesting. Oh, and also, because uh, you liked Tywin initially, I did, I did, but now he's just kind of like. Being- you can tell that, like, he wants to be the king. Yeah. And I, I, I liked him as he was, like, you know, chumming it up with Arya. Yeah. Oh, uh, If we're talking power rankings, I also got to put, that's pretty gnarly scene we got with Varys and the sorcerer. Oh, yeah. Torturing him. Well, and don't forget, Tywin holds all the money, too. Right. So, like, he, I think, rightly so feels that he's able, should be allowed to pull more strings because it's like the crown would be, the crown would be fucked. Right. Like Tywin himself would have probably been king had Rob not beaten him to it. So he settled for marrying Cersei to him. Oh, Robert. Robert. I got confused when you said I thought you meant Stark. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, well, also Tywin wasn't the one leading the rebellion. True. Tywin worked for the Mad King at that point. That's right. We forget that uh, Lannisters were the main ones who, like, were not royalty before. They were, like, a favored family, nobles, Exactly, exactly. But they were not royalty themselves. Right. They were just, like, surrounded by, like, you know, they, like, obviously Jamie was the king's guard. And, yeah, Tywin was was financing. And I think Tywin was also uh, the the king's hand. Mm. So, um... So, so th- yeah. th- they were like the Starks of their time, only with money. Right. Just in, in their general relation to the Iron Yes, Throne. yes. Uh, to Ned's to Roberts, yes. Gotcha. Agreed. Um, okay. Cool. All right. I think we did this pretty well. 46 minutes. Wow. This is a good... I like this method. Yeah, me too. I like this method a Hopefully lot. Hopefully you guys like this too. If not, well, fuck you. Don't listen. That's my baby. <laughs> That's my baby. Bye. All right. Uh, be like Jon Snow. Eat pussy. Bye. <laughs> Let me tell you what, baby. I like my velvet cakes the way I like my weddings. Red. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I couldn't direction. think of any other format to make that work. We're back with, to you guys, went by went by in an mbop, and it was gone. But, uh, yeah, we have finished up the second half of Game of Thrones Season 3. And uh, before, we, before we get to anything, we have to discuss the Red Wedding. Yeah, of course. Because... Everybody else's storyline falls into it in yes. one way or another. Well, and Jesse's guesses was incorrect. Have we introduced Jesse's guesses yet? Yeah. So again, because this is the first time I've ever watched this show, we will be introducing a more formal version of Jesse's guesses, where uh, I guess usually wrong, sometimes right, usually wrong about what's going to happen. Uh, here's a Jesse's guessy that was wrong. So again. Haven't watched the show, but I just, you know, pay enough attention to pop culture that you hear about some things. Um, I 100% thought the Red Wedding, as was spoken of, was going to be Joffrey. And at first I thought Sansa, but now Marjorie. 
So, especially with all the weddings happening, this one had the least lead up. And this is the Red Wedding. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember texting Catherine like when we first started watching and you're like, well, I know the Red Wedding is Joffrey's wedding. And I texted her like, oh, my God, he's in for it. He thinks the Red Wedding is Joffrey's wedding. Yeah. So. uh, That was one of Jesse's guesses about the Red Wedding. Yeah. Another Jesse's guesses gets resolved in this in the Red Wedding as well. I will get to that. I'm not 100 percent wrong with that. So Rob strikes a deal with Lord Frey. Since Rob broke his vow to marry one of Frey's daughters, he offers Frey Harrenhal and Frey's daughter to marry Rob's uncle, Edmer Tully. Around this time, Talisa, that bitch-ass, spy-ass, bitch-bitch-bitch, reveals she's pregnant. Elsewhere, Gendry has been kidnapped by the fire priestess Melisandre, and in a ritual, she uses leeches to suck the king's blood from his veins and throws the leeches into the fire, naming three people she wants dead. Oh, this is where I got confused. I thought we were discussing the Red Wedding now. Uh, this we is... were just making mention. No, of... uh, oh, no, no, no. We're going to discuss the Red Wedding right, now. Right, right. I'm giving the immediate uh, lead up okay, to sorry. that. Okay, uh, sorry. Melisandre throws the leeches in and names three people she wants dead. One, mm. Rob Stark. Yes. Two. Joffrey. Joffrey. Do you remember the third? Um, the usurper Rob Stark. The re- usurper Joffrey Baratheon. The usurper... It can't be Daenerys. He doesn't know about her yet. Balan Greyjoy. Which I didn't realize he was a usurper. Well, yeah, remember? Because he's like, I'm going to be king of the Iron Islands. I'm... I don't really give a fuck what happens. Oh, okay. He, he's like the ruler, dip, uh, not in exile because he's still there, but Rob is the ruler of all of it because he's yeah. the guy. Okay. Um, so at the twins, Edmer meets the Frey he is to marry, and she's actually pretty cute. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And he's like, whoa. Whoa. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> there is a grand feast celebration. And the bride and groom are carried out for a bedding ceremony, which, if you're not aware, is a real thing in history. Uh, what's that? They said about the lives of the royals is that you are born and die in public, and also you got fuck. Yeah. Yeah. They carry you, carry the bride and groom. Perry, me and you are getting married soon. How would you feel? Are we? Yes, we are. Okay. So, did I not? Did I not send you that note? I don't think so. That said, will you marry me? Check checkbox for yes, checkbox for no. Oh, I don't think I got pa- it. Pass back in geometry class. I think I think Amanda intercepted that one. Who? I don't know, honey. I'm Did you say Amanda? Bit. I'll. I, I have to. Remember. I couldn't tell whether you said a man or Amanda. Amanda. Not Amanda. Amanda. Well, I don't know who Amanda is, but I guess I'm marrying her now. Yeah. But imagine yeah. if we did get married. And our parents were like, all right, guys, great party. Let's carry into bed. Let's get some fucking. Yeah. Well, luckily, I don't think the parents really do it. Not that it makes it much better. All right, my I don't cousins. know why I'm defending this. If, if Neil. It's a horrible. If dr- Neil and Kara and do. Uncle Rick and Cousin Frank. Yeah, episode no. six. I hate Infinite Jest. Uh, well, when you put it that way. I don't know if I could perform under that pressure. You definitely couldn't perform under that pressure. All right. We're going to edit that part out. We oh. that I, I am a virile you, man. You opened it up. I was born with a heart on and I have never lost it since. Okay. <laughs> Call a doctor. <laughs> it's been more than 
more than four hours. Um, so Caitlin, no, Caitlin, Catlin <laughs> notices after the Gate doors are locked, the band begins playing The Reigns of Castamere. Which uh, I kept pointing out. Yeah, uh, a song about the Lannisters' elimination of House Rain. Catelyn looks to Roose staring at her. She pulls his sleeve to reveal he's wearing chainmail. And I love the look he gives her because the look more is like, sorry, babe. Yeah, that's the real spy yeah. is is Bolton. Dumpsville, population U. Uh, so shit starts going down. A guy jumps out of nowhere. It starts stabbing the ever-loving shit. Yeah, he really goes in. Stomach. No doubt a part of her 4D chess spy plan. She's coming back. Yeah, her and Cersei are coming back, and it's gonna be fucking crazy. At, well, I told you, Catelyn in the books comes back. Really? Yeah, I, de- I definitely told you this, but okay. they don't do that in the uh, show. The musicians shoot Rob with crossbows. Catelyn grabs Frey's wife hostage, but Frey don't give a care. By the way, Frey, we were watching the movie oh Hot Fuzz this weekend because uh, the Hound is in it, playing like a large, simple man, and. I had no idea he was... I just looked up to see, like, oh, I wonder what else the Hound was in. And I mean, he's like, Hot Fuzz, Lurch. I'm like, oh my God, that is him. Well, we went over this a little bit. We went past this. But in the intro, when Walter Frey is talking about all his... About women and, like, all his his wives and children, like, how young his wives are and stuff, you're like, I like Walter Frey. Like, right before he murders the Starks. I, I appreciate man just being a lout. Yeah, it was funny, though, because I was like, he doesn't even know. <laughs> uh, Yeah, Roos grabs Rob and tells him the Lannister... Michael Corleone says hello. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. The Lannisters send their regards and <laughs> stabs him through the heart. Catelyn kills the wife, then Catelyn's throat is slit. As all this is happening, Arya and the Hound are approaching to reunite her with her family. So close. So, oh my God, so many like this close calls. This is going to happen a bunch of times. Yeah. It? Yep. Yep. Just as they're about to enter, the massacre goes down and they are refused entry. She sees guards with crossbows murder Rob's direwolf, Greywind. Rob's head is cut off and Greywind's head is wired to the stump and paraded around the town on horseback. The entire northern army is destroyed and end destined after Rob's killing of Cartstark. Yeah. Heavy shit. A lot of shit going on. Um, Yeah, well, obviously, Talisa was not a spy. I don't believe that for a second. But yeah, in Kat- in um, the books, Catelyn comes back as like a ghost version of herself almost. Lady Stoneheart, I believe her name becomes. And yeah, she's just like a little ghost woman wandering around. But okay. that never comes to fruition in the movie. Sorry. Or this show. I remember you said watching this, this kind of hit you very hard just because uh, it seemed like Rob was becoming something of a protagonist in the story. Yeah, well, you you start the show, too, thinking that you're following the Stark story. And then all the main Starks, like, obviously Arya and Sansa are getting bigger storylines, but, like, all the main lead Starks got murdered. And you're like, oh, okay, this is... This is anyone's game, I guess. But the thing was, I also knew who died going into the Red Wedding. Mm. But it shocked me to watch it still. Because mm. I didn't know exactly what went down. All I knew is that was when Rob and Catelyn died. I didn't really know the details. Yeah, it it does make sense, again, looking at the story beats. Where like he starts off with a lot of momentum. But then he just keeps 
kind of fucking up. He, he bre- makes some weird he bre- choices. He breaks his alliance to Frey after agreeing to marry one of the daughters. Um, the whole thing with Cardstark, I mean, it was not worth it to kill Cardstark because he killed some lesser Lannisters. Right. Especially considering how, I mean, it's a direct thing. Like, didn't Roos say something along the lines of like, yeah, I was on his side, but he, he fucked up. Like, I, I think Roos kind of took the position that like, he fucked up enough, and once the Cardstark thing happened, it was it was going to be impossible to win at this point. So yeah, fuck but if you recall, like the Cardstarks, they were already not liking Rob, right? Because their son got murdered by Jamie, and then Catelyn let Jamie and Brienne go. Right, but the final straw of for that. sure. But like, I feel like they were planning that betrayal a little longer, even. Mm. Oh, okay. You think it goes back even to that? Yeah, maybe not that far back, but I think that started like breaking up the army because that was like the first major like, like, and don't forget Rob was gone at that point. So right. like he really didn't have control of the army when that happened. I'm I'm, I'm going to give a hot take here sure. about the deaths of Catelyn and Rob. Okay. Good riddance. I, I was so fucking bored with both of them. Yeah. I will say watching it through again, I'm definitely seeing storylines in a different way mm. and like yeah I'm- I told you my, my thing with Catelyn was letting go of Lannister to me felt out of character at that point I felt like it wasn't explained enough it was forced conflict and that that's right around the time Rob starts getting like wishy-washy yeah well like I said I did see why Catelyn did it like I don't agree with it but I I, I understand the reasoning I still think it comes out of the blue for her character yeah maybe it's because I've seen it before too like I know these things are happening before they happen you know Mm. uh so moving on in King's Landing first we can talk about Cersei because not much happens with Cersei in this chunk she's fighting kind of a behind the scenes power struggle between her and Marjorie for who's gonna boss around Joffrey um Tywin And, and actually like just Brushing on Marjorie and Cersei's relationship, that's when we find out the story about the Reigns of Castamere before we even see it in the Red Wedding. We know it's a story about betrayal and that it plays when, like, something is about to happen like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's when Cersei says, like, you know, never call me your sister again. And wasn't, like, the last person to call me sister or something? Or... I don't know. I, I know she says you'll end up like the House of Rain. Yes, the Reigns of Castamere. That's what they're referring to. Uh, the House of Rain. Uh, and that's what the song okay. is about. So like that triggers like a whole. I would have preferred the House of Rain Wilson if we just had yeah. just fucking Dwight. Dwight would have fit. Dwight would have been put Dwight at the head of the Stark army. Dwight, King of the North. Yeah. Of Pennsylvania. I would be into that. Beat totally. be farm. Oh, one more thing to remind you of for when we wa- we continue to watch. Remember I pointed out like in the beginning of the Red Wedding to bring the guests in. It's like typical to offer bread and salt. Uh-huh. Well, to show like, you're safe. Yes. And that's like that is widely thought to be like, OK, this person needs to fall under your protection now. And mm-hmm. the fact that they did that and still betrayed them like becomes an issue later. Right. It seemed like this is a little bit of, uh, from what I can glean, from what I can gather, mm-hmm. that as much as like nobody really liked Rob Stark, he was a bit of a made man, I guess, by the... the the Circumstances? By the circumstances. Yeah. And it seems like... What the fuck is his name already? Frey. 
Frey, Walter Frey, yeah. Yeah, Frey stepped outside the realm of what was acceptable. Exactly, exactly. It. So, like... Nobody's going to mourn Stark, but they're going to be like, that's pretty fucked up. Exactly. Okay. Um, so, Tywin arranges marriage between Cersei and gay-ass Loras. <laughs> she ain't happy, because this will be another loveless marriage. Olena prefers not to marry Loras to Cersei, as she's old and doesn't have many childbearing years left. Oh, Lady Olena. Just Lady cutting Elena's it to the awesome. bone. Yep. And Tywin basically threatens her into accepting. Uh, much like Cersei and Loras, Tyrion has been informed that he must marry Sansa. Oh, wow, that's still going on in this. Um, I think the last episode we had seen the thing where it happened. Okay, it's just like a lot happens in so few episodes. It's I literally think episode five is when Tywin tells Cersei and Tyrion, and, and then, then episode six yes. he's arranging All it, right. and we see Tyrion must inform Sansa of their marriage <laughs> while Shay is in the room. He uh, uh, that that was must have been pretty awkward. Yeah, yeah, I, Shay should have chosen to hear that on her own. Yeah, it, he he tried to give her he an did. out. He tried. Which, uh, yeah, I feel I feel bad for Shay. I know. I also I think I might skip over now that I'm remembering my notes. I think we might skip over. Doesn't Varys make an offer to Shay to like? Hey, yes, hey, but get it, out of here. Yeah, but why would you skip over that? I don't think I put it in the notes. Oh, I'm just he remembering that over. Now. Yeah, Wait, I I try to got go it. by the threads of the major characters, and yeah. some things yes, miss. Got in it. There. Well, we can discuss that when we get to right. it. Uh, so Sansa, of course, isn't happy that she's marrying Tyrion, but he does. He's, he assures her that I'll never mistreat you. Um, she's later walking with Marjorie, and you know she's. You know, I have to marry the half man, and she pretty much says like, "Hey, I hear he's good in bed." Yeah, listen, little guy fucks. Yeah. Not to mention that is a. He'll probably do things you'd even dream of. I don't know. It's it's a well known thing in professional wrestling, just because midget wrestling, little people wrestling, is a long term thing in yeah. the company. I I use the M word specifically as it's you know used there, um, but it is a well known joke in wrestling circles that like oh yeah no the the little guys walk around bare ass naked in the locker That's room funny. because God has himself a sense of humor and he gives back a little bit. There you go. I told you, for those unaware, I worked in the porn industry for several years. And one of the, yeah, I, I took, I, I was Ron Jeremy's personal chaperone to a Guar concert one night. Very surreal night in my life. Everything he's accused of, he's guilty of. He's a piece of shit. What I'm getting at here is it is a well-known secret in the porn community that uh, most of the male stars are like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, oh, wow. 5'7". You know why? Because if you're five six, five seven, you got a big dick. Those seven inches look pretty. Like yeah. seven's a little above. At, <laughs> what if I was just like now? Seven is of course like obscene, animalistic. Like nobody, <laughs> you you want a gentlemanly four, right? Sure. Yeah. That's, that's, I I love that notion of like old Greek and Roman statues where it's like no you have you have a little dick like like a gentleman beasts and perverted old men they have big old cocks because they're <laughs> dumb but yeah no most porn stars like James Dean uh, another piece of shit yeah uh, wow you're just like picking them that's right I'm, I'm all, calling them out they're all pieces of shit let me interrupt this Game of Thrones podcast to talk, talk about, about my vendettas with the porn industry Lexi Bell coming for you baby. No, I like Lexi Bell. Um, I know you do. You uh, also have your future wife on the podcast with you. Continue. 
Do you have a favorite porn star? Um, yeah, I like, wait, I can't believe we told my dad to listen to this today. Oh, God. <laughs> Hey, David. So, no. I'm going to go with no. Xander Corvus. No, there, there's a, there's like a tattooed guy. I forget his name, though. Oh, Owen Gray. Yeah. 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 Well, him and there's another one. Owen Gray has that, nar- well, he has like scarification where it looks like he has an autopsy. Well, there's that one and then there's the one who's married to the porn star. That's half of them. Okay. Well, there, but there's a tattooed, a very heavily like emo looking tattooed guy who's married to a porn star and he looks like Pete Wentz. Oh. Wow. Uh, okay. No, I, I think his name is Small Hands. Okay. That's, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. it. Small, Small Hands was a touring guitarist in the punk ba- in the pop punk band Phoenix DX. Well, I'm not surprised because he looks like a pop punk singer. And that might be like, all right. Well, yeah. we just got into that. So anyway, yeah. J- <laughs> James Dean has a slightly bigger than average penis. But he's like a tiny Wait, boy. Wait, why don't we just pull back from this whole conversation and yeah, go let's, back to let, Game let, of let, Let's pull out of this conversation and, and continue splooging Game of Thrones oh all up God. in your ear holes. I can't believe I'm marrying Period. you. Uh, I'm marrying Amanda, don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, at the wedding, we're so fucking charming. Give me a kiss, baby. Give me a kiss. Make it loud for the mic. <laughs> at the wedding, another wedding, Joffrey walks Sansa down the aisle himself and snatches the step stool Tyrion was to use to cloak Sansa. Yeah, he's a real dick. Joffrey's a shit. He is a shit. He's going to need, like, a fucking steam-propelled, like, earth drill to just, like, destroy his skull. Did he already kill the uh, It's it, it comes It's in up. this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at, the, at the wedding reception, Tyrion gets drunk. When Joffrey demands a public betting ceremony to consummate the marriage, Tyrion threatens to castrate him. Later in bed, Sansa begins... Wait, we also left something out where Joffrey threatens to come rape Sansa in the middle That's of the right. night. Prima noctum. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I late... just can't think of Michael Scott with Prima oh. <laughs> With Phyllis. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, that's fine. Tyrion, Tyrion stops her from disrobing and says, I will not go to bed with you until you want me to. Which is not the same as, like, we don't have to do that. It's like, we'll fuck when you're good and ready. Well, he has to have his heirs. Right, yeah. He has, like, he has duties. Yeah. So. It hasn't been discussed yet. Oh, God, I heard us talking about the dicks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, They don't really discuss it, but... I would think they would wonder, like, would uh, Tyrion's children also be shorter? Right. Do they discuss that at all? I don't think so. Hmm. I guess it's so rare back then that you don't really think. Well, back then in this fictional time that never existed. <laughs> well, I guess in the same way, too, that, like, two, two uh, people can have a little person and two, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the Seinfeld thing. I don't know what you're referring to. Never but mind. Okay. Um, he passes out drunk. They become friendly with each other on a walk in the garden, and they joke about people they swear vengeance on. Upon the announcement of Rob Stark's death, Joffrey says he wants Rob's head and to serve it to Sansa at his wedding. Tyrion says... Yes, because this is pre-Red Wedding. What? This is pre-Red Wedding. No, it isn't, because this is right after he says Rob Stark's death. Joffrey says he wants Rob's head. 
Oh. This is after he's already dead, okay. and he said, send me his head. Send me his head, right, okay. Uh, and Tyrion says, absolutely not. She belongs to me now. She is not your plaything to torment anymore. And Joffrey throws a little shit fit, which, uh, yeah, like Tywin puts him in his place, and we see Joffrey. I don't want to go to bed. I don't want to go to bed. Yeah. I want a cookie. And then Cersei's like, you know, like, I'll, I'll do, I have him under my control. And you see Tywin yeah. is just Tywin's like. Tywin's like, hmm. I don't want this series to end without Tywin taking him over his knee and just spanking his oh ass. Oh, my God. Ty- I love that no one, like, but that's when you note it. Um, I'm confusing this. Never mind. Mm. I'm taking that back. Tywin tells Tyrion to get a move on and impregnate Sansa already, that it's for the good of the family. And they have a discussion about loyalty to oneself and their family. What what, what did you think of that conversation? Um, I'm sorry. I zoned out. Um. Wait, Tywin, I was thinking of something else I wanted to address. Okay, Tywin tells Tyrion to impregnate Sansa already. That's for the good of the family. They have a discussion about the... Oh, what do I think? What's about specifically? Well, they have a whole thing specifically where Tywin says everything I do for my I do for my family. And Tyrion is pretty much right. like, I've never seen you do anything that hasn't completely benefited you. I would agree with both. And Tywin says, I didn't, uh, when you were born, I wanted to walk you yeah. into the ocean and drop you for the fishes. Yeah. But I raised you as my son because you're uh, Lannister. I almost said Stark. Right. So you want my opinion on that? Yeah, what'd you take? Uh, I mean, I think that tracks. That yeah. sounds right to me. I could see that because Tywin before... Th- that had brought up a lot of times like I'm defending you because you're my son like mm-hmm. you're a Lannister and I think I really do think that that is his motivation for keeping Tyrion I mean, around where it's like well if I talk shit about my son well I mean this is thinking that he's not throwing him in the river but like if I talk shit about my son then like everyone will think it's okay for for to like talk shit about my drop the half head in the sh- water. No, no, I get, I, I get it, I get it. It also, I, I think it needs to be stated. I really do appreciate the genius of Tywin. How like he completely picked up that like, oh, the Tyrells are trying to strengthen their position in the north by marrying Sansa off to them. Fuck that. We're just gonna screw everything up. Yeah, but I do get that. Like, I mean, I, Tywin is a real dick for just like he totally is controlling all his kids' lives mm. and made decisions for them, but... All right, you know what? Let, let's take a second right now. Um, Sansa is really getting the rough end of the sword here, and as opposed to Tyrion, who we know would love to be with Shay, and Cersei, who just wants that big brother dick, twin brother dick, all night long, no matter how many hands. Who would you, who would you <laughs> ship Sansa with? Completely on her own. Like, who who do you think would be a good character she'd get along with? It sucks because if Loras wasn't gay, I'd put mm-hmm. her with Loras. Um, also, I think she'd be happier with Loras. Mm-hmm. Um, something tells me she doesn't have a high sex drive. I, w- I was actually going to say, I think I want her to date Podrick and have a bad breakup, not knowing what to do about oh, that. Oh, Podrick. That's interesting. But, uh... If we're talking temperament wise, I would like to see San. I'd like to see Sansa with Sam. Aw, but Sam's pretty firmly with Gilly right now. Yeah, it's, it's allegiances aside. It's really hard because a lot of the young char- younger characters are her brothers. Yeah, 
Well, it, it doesn't have to be somebody her age. I can see. She's had her blood. You can marry her off to whoever. I could see at this point Sansa with maybe Gendry. I could see Gendry too. And hey, that would be what she really wanted. She wanted to marry the, you know, the the son of Rob Baratheon. Right. But she wanted to be queen. True. That's, but that still might happen. But I'm saying that was her Jesse, moti- Jesse guessing. That was her motivation. She she was motivated by, you know, wanting to be royal. Right. So speaking of people whose motivations took them in bad directions. <laughs> Everyone. Theon, yeah. Theon will spend the entirety of this uh, series being tortured in more interesting ways by the mystery man. Wow, that was the whole season, wasn't it? Yep, he spent this whole just time just whole locked season. up. Wow. Uh, mystery man treats him to two beautiful whores who, after getting them all aroused. Yeah, that's pretty. The that's, mi- that's real yeah. fucked up. The mystery man cuts his cock off. We next see him mockingly eating a sausage in front of Theon, teasing that, no, he's not, in fact, eating Theon's dick. <laughs> it's really insane. Penis would be such a weird texture to eat. It was super chewy. chewy. <laughs> Ew. Mm. Ew. Try to blow a bubble with it. It doesn't really work. So gross. <laughs> Uh, he finally tells Theon his men betrayed and surrendered him for safe passage from Winterfell. The mystery man, we'll find out, is Roose Bolton's bastard son, Ramsay Snow, uh, who then sen- Related to Jon Snow. Yes. Who then sends Theon's dick to his father. His father says tough titty is not a man anymore, but the sister, who again, Theon, pretty much fingered on a horse. Yeah, and she let it happen. Yeah. Uh, loads up 50 of her best fighters and declares that she will save her little brother. It is kind of cute that, like, she does feel a sense of uh, duty to him, especially when the father doesn't, where she's like, he's your son. Yeah. And you sent him he here. He did this for and, you. Yeah. Uh, this Varen- is when Yara starts to become a more likable character for me. Right. Um, just a little bit on Varys. Littlefinger reveals to Varys that Joffrey found out the pretty ambitious whore was one of Varys's many spies. So Joffrey got his rocks off, shooting her multiple times with a crossbow. Yeah, Littlefinger's f- fucked up. Yeah, Because he sent him, he, he sent knew. her into that, yeah. And he had his own relationship with her. It wasn't a bad relationship. No, but if you recall, he did threaten her at one point. Mm. Remember when she was crying over Robert Robert's uh, bastard being stabbed? Mm. The baby? Do you remember this? Right, right, right. Yeah, right. and he was like, he was like, I, you know, I, I had a another girl like you that like she was sad, happy, and one day she was sad, and I sold her to a bat, a, a man, a and like, yeah, and it was like, you know, I don't know what happened to her, but I know I got my investment back. Right. I, I, I actually love. You I knew actually, this was coming. I love that that starts almost like a pick me up, hey buckaroo conversation, and then just ends. Yeah. So brutally. Oh, like, he's terrible. Like, hey, honey, I listen. I know you're upset about not passing the test. I know you tried your hardest, and you have a learning disability. Yeah. And uh, if you fail again, I will sell you to a dog food factory. Well, because dogs aren't discerning; they like the way people <laughs> taste. I know. Well, it's crazy, too, because he, she, I forget that woman's name, but she also told Shay, like, be careful with him. Right. You know, with, with Sansa. So, like, their relationship. That's def- right. Yes, yeah. because Littlefinger was, like, trying to get close to her. Yeah, their relationship back. definitely went downhill yeah. fast. I'm curious how Littlefinger is going to react to the death of Catelyn, since he always had a little nerd boner for her. Oh, yeah. Does he not know at this point? Also, isn't he supposed to marry her sister, too? Yes. 
Yeah, I don't. Th- I think he is en route to the sister. The the word has reached yeah. King's Landing. I don't think it's reached him. Yet. I believe so. Um, I believe you're okay. right. Okay. Bran and Hodor and friends and Jon Snow and Sam, because they're all in the same geographical area. Jojen, the little troll doll from Love Actually, which is still the only thing I think of him as, tells Bran they must travel north of the Wall to find the Three-Eyed Raven. They spend the night in an abandoned windmill, but the storm freaks out Hodor, who starts panicking at the storm and making them noticeable to wildlings outside. (sighs) What? Terrible timing Hodor has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bran is able to warg himself into Hodor to calm him down, which is a big deal. Yeah. Apparently you can't do that with humans, so they nope. think. Uh, when Jon Snow fights the wildlings outside, Bran wargs into Shaggy Dog and Summer to kill the wildlings. But they never actually see Jon before he escapes. That's the second. Yeah, near miss. Another near miss. Or a near, another near. No, it's near miss. Near reunion, I thought. Almost reunion. Yeah. <laughs> close happy <laughs> close happy not wanting Rickon to be in danger Bran sends Rickon because again like every horror movie has taught us split up it's safer yeah Bran sends Rickon Osha and Shaggy Dog to split up and stay with some loyal bannermen they at least make it to the wall when Sam and Gilly and her baby arrive Bran is at first distrustful until Sam reveals he knows John very well Sam tries to take them to Castle Black and warn them of the White Walkers, but Bran says they must continue. Sam tells them where to find a stairwell to get past the wall and uh, gifts them the dragon's glass blades he found and killed a White Walker with. After Sam makes it to Castle Black, uh, Castle Rock, he informs (laughs) Master Aemon of the White Walkers. Aemon instructs him to send out a message to all the Seven Kingdoms. Why the fuck does he just believe Sam about the White Walkers? Um, th- th- This entire show, people have been like, I saw White Walkers. You're full of shit. Shut up, fatty. And I, now he goes to this guy. He's like, get the Ravens. I think all the Night's Watch people kind of know they exist. Mm. But no one's really maybe seen one and been able to come back and tell them. Okay. I, I think that's what's going on because... The only place we've been really hearing about the White Walkers it, that they are talking about it with frequency is at Castle Black. Mm-hmm. They know what's out there, and that, like that's why they take so many people when they go. But yeah, I I think I think it was just like now they have mm-hmm. proof. Can we kill Rickon yet? He's not doing anything. Rickon never does anything. <sighs> I God. will spoil that for you. Rickon is a completely pointless character. I hope the mountain picks up Shaggy Dog by the hind legs and just beats Rickon to death with him. He adds nothing to the storyline. Like, take Rickon out of it and, like, you have this same exact story. All right. My throat hurts, so why don't you read this part? Can you read from there? Oh, God. Okay. So now we're at Arya and the Hounds. Melisandre buys Gendry from the Men Without Banners. While they're... I need this closer, actually. Sorry, I'm blind. Yeah, I gotta hold it here. Um, while there, we also see Melisandre and... While, while there, we also see Melisandre marvel over the man that's been repeatedly brought back to life by beseeching the fire god. There are a lot of typos here. Arya tries to stop her from taking Gendry. It's not like I do this professionally, And Melisandre Harry. looks in her eyes. Oh, yeah, this is a big one. Melisandre looks in her eyes and says, no, she doesn't say that she will kill many people. She says, 
I see a, I see eyes reflected in your eyes. Eyes you will close forever. Yes, you'll kill many people. Yeah, I know. But and then she says blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes. So I took out some of the poetry. All right. No, but it comes back. Blue eyes, brown eyes. Green eyes. Green eyes. Yeah. Brown eyed girl. It comes back. You, my brown eyed girl. Yeah. When when you and I first met and started dating, you constantly threatened to pluck out my blue eyes. I didn't constantly. I think I did it once over a text, but it has been stuck with times. us. It's stuck with. I think I've said it because. What would I you said, have done with them once you plucked them? Would you would you bottle them or? Yeah, I'd preserve them? them. You'd preserve them. You'd want them to look at you from your nightstand. Oh, that sounds creepy now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I made <laughs> plucking my eyeballs out creepy. I don't know what to say. Oh, I'm still going. Yeah. Um, Arya escapes the Brotherhood, but only to be captured by the Hound. However, he says he's only returning her to Robin Catelyn, as opposed to what? Uh, oh, like as opposed to capturing her. Yeah, it, it looks her. like he's gonna. Unfortunately, then Red Wedding. Of course, the Red Wedding. Yeah. Womp womp. Yeah. Um, her family dies right before their reunion, and she kind of watches like their people die. Yeah. Because she's watching like all the Stark men be killed outside. She sees her brother's body with the fucking wolf. Oh yeah. Oh, the eyes closing. The wolf eyes closing when she. When yeah, he died. that was a, that was a bummer. bummer. Um, you they could have not showed that. Um, leaving the twins, Arya hears soldiers on the road bragging about sewing the wolf's head to Rob's body. She goes over playing coy, asking for food, then stabs the ever-loving shit out of the soldier. The hound takes care of the rest. I believe the hound also knocks her out. I think the hound knocks her out and carries her off. I don't think he does. I think he does because she, he's like, you've seen enough little one or something no, like that. Maybe. I, I think. Know. I'm trying to. It might have been Ugh, a different point. There's so much here. My eyes fucking hurt. Oh, my God. I had to type 1,300 words to sum up five episodes. This is a lot. This is too many fucking characters. We should have broken this one up. We're okay. If we could. Let's take one character and fold it into a different character. What do you mean? Like, I like, all right, I'll put it this way. I like Davos. Davos could easily just be a less buying into all this bullshit Stannis. Every, every purpose that Davos serves, you could just make a part of Stannis. Like, maybe he doesn't trust this fiery she woman. Here's the thing. She woman. What the fuck is that? Here's the thing. I will, I've said this to you before and I will remind you of it. The characters who are main characters shift constantly. Uh-huh. So characters that seem like they are not a big deal now, this is actually just character development, and they come a bigger part of the story. Okay. Jesse's Gessy. San- Sansa marries Davos. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. He'd do good. He'd do good with that. Uh, okay. Davos has returned to the king's hand. He releases Gendry when <laughs> Gendry when Melisandre intends to sacrifice him. After befriending Gendry and sharing, they both did. Did they say they come from Flea Bottom? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's called Flea Bottom. I so was like, is that? I think that might be a Tolkien. Place. They said it a couple of times because that's also where jo- Joffrey got attacked. Oh, and that's that where Marjorie like, like, yeah, the poor part, right. the so, flea, the part that right. would be called flea bottom. Right. So G- Gendry and Davos are both from the Shire <laughs> in Hobbiton. Um, the dirty Shire. The dirty Shire. 
Oh, that would be that would be like the dirty south. <laughs> Imagine the hip hop that comes the out of the dirty south. row shire. of the shire. <laughs> Stannis. Oh yeah. Uh, he puts Gendry. 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 Did you blow that shit at me? What's happening no, here? Okay. It's all you, dude. Uh, Blendry gets put on a rowboat and sent away. Stannis is about to execute Davos for this. Oh, I'm sorry. Are, are you thinking about Blendry? <laughs> Blendry Giraffian. You know what it made me think of? It's making me think Blendry Giraffian, and now I'm imagining Arrested Gendry as a giraffe. Arrested Development? What do you like? Amy Blamey. Wait, what is it? Oh, wait, Amy Blamey? Yeah, Joe with Amy Bowler. It's like, like if, her, if her name's Amy, I'll call her Blame Me. Uh, Amy. <laughs> oh, God. We're never getting through this. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, God. What if we stopped right now? And like, guys, we're, we're, we're we reviewing stop? Arrested Development. Okay. Uh, okay. Amy Blame Me. Uh... <laughs> Amy Blaney gets put on a rowboat and sent away by Davos. Stannis is about to execute Davos for this, but Davos has received a raven from Maester Aemon about the White Walkers, and Stannis will need his help to fight the White Walkers. Melisandre notes that all the fighting must stop, and all Westeros must unite against this new threat. Amy Blaney. <laughs> Yeah, for once, Melisandre is the one who's got it right. Right. She's like, no, we all need to. This is bigger, a.k.a. global warming. I, isn't Climate that, change. Yeah, isn't that like in canon, like George yeah, R. R. Martin said? Like, yeah, no, that's allegory, what this is. yeah. Daenerys. Daenerys has a new boy toy with sexy long hair who is going to be a different actor next season, you said. Yeah, it's a real bummer for me. What's that guy's name? Um... Oh God, D- Dario Naharis. These fucking Dario. Names. Dario, Dario, la 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 like, la la. The problem is when he's like a new character, when he's a new actor, like it doesn't even look like the old mm. character. Like they just took him in a completely different direction. When does the mountain that's widely recognized as the mountain? When does he show up as the mountain? I think soon. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Half Four Johnson. I, I like that, dude. Yeah, I think he shows up soon. Cool. Um, so, yeah, he helps her sack the city. She frees even more slaves. She doesn't do much these five episodes either. Uh, she frees even more slaves, as is her MO, who all call her mother, and then they lift her up Misa. like... Misa. Misa. They lift her up like Nelly Furtado in the I'm Like a Bird video. <laughs> Go check it out. And... Very, very white saviory, but uh, yeah, a little bad. Daenerys rules, so whatever. Like, why, why aren't there any? Why aren't there any white slaves? Like, where's an old Ireland? Because you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, Perry, but uh, Irish, they were slaves too. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. My people, don't your hear, people know what's up. Don't hear them complain. It. This is bullshit. I'm making fun of people who say this. Um, yeah, it's. I, I, I don't know. I'm waiting for... Daenerys is becoming... 
such a strong contender right now because they're painting her as like the good one. She She's the most morally good one with the most power coming up because she has these three dragons. Mm-hmm. Like, when is she going to be like, when is she going to be like Joe Paterno? Like, she's been not, she's been looking the other way at like Jorah fingering Grey Worm or something. I don't know. Wait, what? I'm waiting like for you're her, waiting for her like I'm waiting her. for her to have a fault because she's being set up as like so sal for two seasons now. She's been like, You you will not rape the women and we will free the slaves and just like, dude, have a fucking character flaw. Who's to say? Who's to say? Only the rest of Game of Thrones. That's all I can say. Okay. Um Finally. Brienne and Jamie. And I'm still convinced I'm missing somebody here Maybe. despite all this, but whatever. Uh, Roos, y'all are over it. Yeah, y'all are over it. Roos intends to send Jamie to King's Landing, but not Brienne. On the road, <laughs> it is, <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Your face looks ridiculous, too. Does it look like you, it's because you have to judge good jobs? And, and with the hair, yes. What about my hair? <laughs> My hair looks great. Okay? I look great. I bought my wedding suit to my marriage against the Amanda Blamey Mamie today. And I look good. Yeah, you do. Shout out Kevin at Men's Warehouse. That dude was awesome. Yeah. Um, RuPaul. On the end, on the end, on the road, it is revealed that Brienne's father would not pay her ransom. And the troops are probably going to fuck her and fuck her up. Not necessarily in that order. Jamie insists they go back. I don't like this with fucking... Jamie's a fucking prisoner, and he's just making demands all the time. And he gets his hand cut off once. That's supposed to be like, ah, that'll learn you. Yeah, well, that's the problem, is that, like, he doesn't know how to not do that. He's always been given what he wants. But the people continue to give him what he wants. Oh, well, because they fucking want gold and they know who Tywin is. I mean, at least it makes sense at this point because his hand's already been... I, I think if his hand isn't cut off at this point, uh, it's Roos who's taking them back, right? Yeah. Roos seems like he's in a lot of different places here. Yeah, I guess he is. Wait a sec. Is Roos at the Red Wedding? Yeah. How the fuck is he at the Red Wedding... And then with Jamie Lannister, because the whole thing was Jamie Lannister got away. Wait, was it Roos with him? Oh, because that was early. They caught him before. They caught him before the red wedding. Yeah. So it can't be Roos with it. We're gonna pause this and figure this out. Okay, it was Roos. I still don't remember who the fuck shot the sh- shot the. What the fuck is wrong with my mouth? <laughs> Chinese food is fucking me up. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, who did shoot the arrow? Roos intends to send Jamie to King's Landing, but not Brienne. On the road, it is revealed to Jamie Brienne... Jamie shot it, right? No. Somebody, <laughs> somebody else is like... Ugh, we'll get to it. Okay. And the, uh, Jamie insists they go back, only to find, find they have made Brienne fight a bear in a pit. Jamie jumps in and saves her from there, and some third guy shoots them with a crossbow, more or less like, you know, he's my charge now. He needs to get back alive with me. Who the fuck shoots him with a crossbow? (laughs) Finally, Jamie returns to King's Landing and walks in on Cersei for some sweet, sweet incest action. 
Most importantly, the preview photo for the first episode of season four shows Jamie with a haircut. Oh, yeah. And that's it for my notes. Okay. Ugh, this show's so fucking long-winded. Is this, is this That a- was a lot in a couple episodes, though. It's just, it's it's so, it's making my eyes hurt just having read that. It's just, it's too many characters. There's like, it, guys, I'm basically where I was at back at the beginning of this. Like, oh, a cool thing happens once a fucking episode. Have fun following breadcrumbs for five miles every week to, to have a tasty cake I, at the end. I honestly think you're more agitated because we were just reading it. Because you were, like, excited to watch season four, start season four. Well, I also felt bad that, like, you and I went longer between episodes just because it took us a while to get to record this episode. I know, episode. but you were like, I'm actually looking forward to season four. But I think reading after through- I, I After, I want to see the fallout of the Red Wedding. Right. Well, I think part of the problem, too, is, like, sometimes, like, the bigger chunks work and sometimes they don't. And we had too much going on in the last five episodes for that to work. Mm-hmm. You know? All right. Um, I don't want to do another power ranking. Because it's different. I mean, uh, in memoriam, you know, the the Star- the Stark people. Yeah. They're just they're out of the game now. Which I guess now it's not really open. But it's a little bit shitty. Like now the se- we must stop the war and the seven kingdoms must unite. It's like it's pretty much only you fighting Joffrey at this point. Still, I mean, eh, I guess there's the Iron Island people, but plus Daenerys. When the, she, goes, she is so far removed from the rest I of I know, them, but though. eventually she's going to be hit in Westeros. Yeah. You know, like she can't stay out there forever. She could. She doesn't want to. Also, don't forget part of the, the Game of Thrones is like also the Tyrells. Like they're not fighting for it, but they're right. a part of it. You they're, know what they're I mean? They're sneaky. They're kind of. Yeah. They're. All right. Here's a fun exercise. Little finger. They're all playing at it different ways. Here is a fun exercise, and I think I might pause this while we figure out what is which. Okay. We need to figure out what house corresponds to what character from the office. Oh. Like, uh, the very first thing I think is the Tyrells are either an Andy or uh, or a Ryan. Like, they're trying to get ahead by subterfuge. I think Ryan is definitely little finger. I mean, he has the name Little right in there, so that checks out. He's a, he's a little more he's a little more shitty. The Tyrells are clever. The Ty- but like <laughs> the, the the Tyrells and Andy are kind of like they're 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 playing the long game. Yes, I think Tyrells and Andy checks, but I think Littlefinger for Ryan for sure because they're devious. Yeah, they're shitty yes, about it. Exactly. Um, don't forget Littlefinger's playing for the Game of Thrones too. Like there are so many people who aren't like actively at war who are trying to get it. Who did we say Dwight would be with? Oh man. Yeah, I think, I don't know. This is hard. Like without thinking about it. We're going to come back next week and we're going to decide what house is who. That'll be a fun thing. Every episode, let's just pick another TV show to be like, maybe we could pick out like what. What 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 houses are what boy bands or something? What houses are what boy bands? I'd like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Frey Frey would definitely be five. Baby, when the lights go yeah. out, gonna stab your wife in the stomach, cause she's a spy ass bitch. <laughs> Talisi, all right. Jesse's guesses. Talisi is coming back. I know she's a fucking spy. She's a spy. 
Cersei is coming back. Um, I, w- I will make a Jesse's guessy. That's not like huge stakes. <laughs> I think season four is the season Daenerys crosses the narrow sea. She has enough of an army now. Okay. They're, I'm sure they'll put some bullshit like, we need boats again because we had them and now we don't. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But like I said, everything kind of like gets paid off. Give me give me somebody to make a prediction on. Um, Jamie. Jamie. Somebody's going to put a fucking arrow between his eyes. I don't know who. There's nobody. The only person... Hmm. Despite being such a piece of shit, the main people he's been a piece of shit to are gone. I ha- Starks. Are I ha- you? I have a good Jesse's guessy. Okay. Who do you think the next person to die will be? Next major character to die. Let me actually go through. Don't think Daenerys. Supporting too. Right. Um, Stannis's days are fucking numbered. Okay. He is too unlikable. He's being led around by the nose. Um, I'm trying to see if anybody else, uh, I, I hope the answer is, uh, Bran and Hodor and <laughs> all of them and Rickon. I hope they all, I hope, I hope they find the three-eyed raven and the three-eyed raven kills them what all. What about Osha? Uh, she's she could fine. say she's incidental. Yeah. Um, Jon Snow does, just does a lot of running these episodes. He doesn't really do anything. Oh, we didn't really talk about him abandoning. We didn't. Yeah, he abandons them. What was the, the big, like, you know, you're not one of us. What's that moment? Um, When he doesn't kill the guy. Was that it? Was the guy anyone important? No, I think, but I think he was like a northerner. Mm. And like they, they had to kill him because of some. Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely the detail we left out is Egret puts three fucking yeah, arrows. Yeah, and he rides back. My to, baby shot me down. He rides back. To, yeah, he 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 runs away pretty much after Egret's offended him. He runs off and uh, she finds him, shoots him, and then he rides off to Castle Black. And that's where we leave him. Not sure if he's dead or alive. Mm. We did. Wow. That was a big part we left out. It's, it's, fuck him. Fuck Jon Snow. So yes, who do you think is gonna die? Um, Next. I'm curious what happens with Theon because now they have a whole crew going after him, but like, he's irredeemable. He's already fucked up too much. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor stumpy guy. Like he's done. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I predict Cersei's gonna get a haircut. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, and um. <sighs> Frey's going to get some comeuppance. I just don't know who it's going to come from. Yeah. And I wonder if Roose Bolton is going to have any um, comeuppance for his part in that. Yeah. And uh, I want to see more of Ramsay. You'll see more of Ramsay. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess that's... You didn't pick anyone. I I picked Stannis. Okay. Yeah, because I don't like him, and I feel like he's the most easily... Disp- particularly now that they're aware of Gendry, Gendry is Gendry. being Blendry has been going around <laughs> enough that he has a big role to play, and I easily I see him taking over Stannis's role when Stannis inevitably mm. dies okay. because he has the same claim. He has a better claim yeah. than him, honestly. So yeah. I think he would fit into that slot very nicely. And I also I really want to see the story of like. The reluctant uh, presumptive heir. All these other guys are all up in their shit. Gendry was like, 
I'll be fine to be a blacksmith. What's up? Yeah. So how does he respond when she tells him that he's uh, Rob's son? Um, I think he's caught off guard. I mean, I think he's surprised. I think he's surprised. What would you do today if you found out that you were? We don't have royalty in the U.S. Uh, None of this works because I'm so clearly both of my parents' children in look and in personality. It's not about that. It's not. It's not about like looks or any kind of suspicion. Imagine. Like, what if I found out today that Bill Clinton was my father? That's a possibility, guys. If you're listening to this in the United States, it's possible Bill Clinton is your father. Man got around. How would you feel? This is where my musical skills came from. I can't, like, I can't imagine it. It's my baby left me. I can't imagine it. That's why I bring up that, like, I'm so much my dad, too, because, like, I can't imagine dwell. not having that. Well, it's down at the end of Lonely Street, the King of Thrones, baby. This is going on longer than it needs to. Yeah. Um... No, but seriously, what have you randomly just found out? No, all right, we, we could take the parentage out of it. Like, find out you're being left, like, a major inheritance by some family member you didn't realize. Like, what do you do? Do you give it away to charity? Do you try to live up to that new thing? Say, all right, say, I would buy a house. Turns out your, your long-lost Uncle Bill is your long-lost Uncle Bill Gates. Who has decided, fuck my kids, they're dorks. I'm going to give it all to my long-lost niece. Suddenly, you have this opportunity to rise up and take control of Microsoft. What do you do? Oh my god, that's a lot of power on my shoulders. Exactly. It's not that I'm just getting money, I'm also inheriting the company. You. Uh, th- th- the question is, do you try to live up to this new role? That has been foisted upon you that you were not aware of, or do you just like cash out and be like, oh, "No, I'm not, I lost. I'm I lost happy that, to keep to my blacksmithing." I lost that we we were comparing this to Gendry. Um, I understand what you're saying now. Right. Um, I think I would try to live up to it because I think I would think I could mm. do better. Okay. Like, what if the Archangel Michael comes to you and says, "You are the Messiah. We were wrong last time. Our bad." Messiah, I'd probably be like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, running Microsoft, fine, I'll take that. Messiah, I'm good on that. You give into that temptation right away. That's a lot of work (laughs) for not a lot of payoff. Being Uh, a messiah. Saving the souls of all mankind while you die painfully on a bit of wood. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, by the time you guys hear this episode, you will have definitely heard a few episodes of I Hate the Bible, our other series going on right now. Don't worry, I'm not on it yet. Not yet. I, I got to have you on on something of the Old Testament. You could yeah. read something in the original Hebrew. Oh, God. Please don't make Baruch me. Baruch Oh, God. Uh, kosher deli. Take all. Oive. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Guys, that has been season three of Game of Thrones. We'll be back with season four and all of Jesse's guesses. And we'll also figure out what house is what. <laughs> Office character. Exactly. As always, I am Jesse Dram. I'm Perry. What? Learner. What are you doing? Oh, Dram. Learner. Nope. No Dram. No? No. You know this. Don't it's make me Perry do this. Perry Learner hyphen. Bye. Perry Dram hyphen Dram Esquire Goodbye. hyphen Dram. Later, guys. Bye. I love you, baby. I love you, too.